You're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit closes the Great Faith series with an exhortation on finishing the race with great faith. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. Make yourselves comfortable. You can occupy the front seats if you want. It's always a mystery why the front seats are not occupied in church. I always wonder why. Anyway, don't be afraid. I won't bite. So welcome to church. If you're new here, we are Every Nation Canberra. We're here to honor God and make disciples. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. We are concluding the Great Faith series, which we started five weeks ago. It's a six-part series. And I'd just like to share with you that in the five weeks that we've been doing this, God has revealed a lot of things to me. And I hope by this time we have a concrete biblical understanding of what faith is and how we can apply it to our lives. And I'd just like you to sort of schedule your next three Saturdays because after this, we're starting a new series called Inside Out, Changed by Jesus. So it's a three-part series that we're starting next week, and I hope you make it a point to, to come to church for the next three Saturdays at least. Now, the letter to the Hebrews, or the book of Hebrews, was written as an encouragement to the Christians who were sort of undergoing a lot of trials, those who were undergoing a lot of persecution, and they were suffering. They wanted to get back to their old religion, which was Judaism. And in the 22 times that by faith or through faith was mentioned in chapter 11, we see a certain pattern. Every time the word by faith or through faith was mentioned, it was accompanied by an action word, meaning people doing something as an act of faith. By faith, Noah constructed an ark, even in a generation that doesn't even know what a flood is. By faith, Abraham left his country and went to a place that he didn't know. By faith, Moses left Egypt, left the good life, to lead the Israelites out of slavery. Now, the Bible says Noah did everything precisely as God commanded. Abraham obeyed when God told him to leave. And in many instances, the Bible says Moses did as the Lord commanded. Faith means obedience. Obedience is an act of faith. Now, your spiritual maturity is not measured by how high you raise your hand during worship, by the so many Bible verses that you've memorized. Your spiritual maturity is measured by how straight you walk in obedience to God. Remember that. Faith allows us to be obedient to what God is asking us to do, even if we do not completely understand the details. Obedience is our emblem of faith as Christians. Now, when you say you have faith in God, it means that you should trust God in every area of your life. Where do you want to be in the future? What are your aspirations in life? For most of us, the hope for the answers to these questions depend on our present reality, right? If you do not have God in the equation, you would probably say, oh no, Joe, it's too late now. I'm too old for that. Nothing's gonna happen. I'm gonna grow old like this. I'm not gonna get any better. People do better things than I do them. I'm never going to achieve my dreams. And 
I'll never be able to buy that house. I don't have enough money. I'm not going to get my life back again. That is life without faith in God. Faith allows us to look in the future. First, with humility, acknowledging that apart from Christ, we can never achieve anything. Second, we look into the future with confidence that God is faithful and He will keep His promises. As we end our Great Faith series, we're looking at the last few verses of Hebrew chapter 11 and the first two verses of Hebrew chapter 12. They are sort of like connected together. In the past five weeks, we've studied the life vividly of the people who had exemplary faith in God. Now, the next three verses of our word today tells us of the achievement of those great people of faith. Let's read Hebrews 11, verses 32 to 40. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, they obtained promises, and stopped the mouth of lions. They quenched the power of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. They were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Now, the next four verses tell us that the same, at the same time, the believers who held fast to their faith often suffered as a result. And as we read, others were murdered, other, others endured pain, suffering, and torture. In many cases, they died without seeing the earthly fulfillment of God's promises. And let's read. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, and they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in the dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Here we see a contrast of two groups of people who had the same level of faith but with two different outcomes. The same faith that enabled the believers to escape the sword is the same faith that enabled them to be slain by the sword. To put it simply, if you put your faith in God, that faith will be put to the test. Faith is like a train ticket. When the train goes into the tunnel, the dark tunnel, you don't throw your fade away and jump out of the train, right? You hold on to your faith because you believe that no matter what your circumstances are, God will see you through the end. About two weeks ago, I got a message from our chat group from the School of World Missions that I attended. One of my classmates read, just shared a a sad thought and prayer, ask for prayers from all of us. He said, as some of you know, my girlfriend Gia is admitted in the hospital now. Her lupus became active again after eight years of remission. It's a condition where her own immune system attacks her organs and systems. 
She's also bleeding a lot, so she needs constant blood transfusions. Although doctors are saying that she's close in to, to the limit of blood transfusion since too much is dangerous. She's getting dialysis every night, her kidneys are damaged, and doctors are almost out of options. I'm not sure what the options are left now. And he said, it's been a roller coaster of some good news and then more bad news. She's been in the hospital for 25 days. We're kind of a low point now and just a lot of discouragement. There are times in our lives when we encounter situations where we get discouraged, when people are sick, when we're going through difficult times in our relationships. Last February 7, a lot of people prayed for Red and Gia. February 7, we got good news. This is what he said. Here's an update. MIR and ECG results came in yesterday. Nothing wrong with her brain. Seizures were from low blood levels. Praise God and thank you for your prayers. Amen, right? Amen. When you are in faith, God blesses you because of your obedience, because you believe that God will heal you. But as we read in Hebrews today, those who share the same faith may not experience the promises of God in their earthly existence. This morning at 3.04, I got another message. And this one, the first message that I got, I got was this, read, be strong. And then the next message was a repost from her mom. And she said, thank you very much for all your prayers and support. Our daughter Gia has now gone with the Lord. She's now singing and dancing with her heavenly father. That is faith. If you lose your child, I cannot even imagine what it would feel like if I lose any of my daughters. She lost her child, but she still had an attitude of gratitude, thanking God. And you see where the faith is? The faith is that she is dancing with the angels in heaven. She believes that no matter what the circumstances in her life are, God is faithful. And he has a reason for allowing her daughter to experience that. A.W. Tozer said, God never uses anyone greatly until he tests them deeply. It is the things that we go through in life that test our faith and our godly character. The point in these verses remind us that whatever we go through in life, remember this, God is still faithful, and he can still work the good out of your circumstances, even if we cannot understand how that is even possible. God will see you through in impossible situations, but he's asking you to have faith in him. And the last two verses in our word today is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the perfect example of faith. 
Jesus is the author of our faith, and he's the perfecter of our faith. And this faith that we are in is a race. And therefore, we are, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, we just heard their stories the past five weeks. These are the men of faith, the hall of famers of faith. They, their lives serve as an encouragement to all of us. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Our Christian life is not a leisure walk. We will all fall into temptation. And sometimes, some of us go back to our old ways and walk backwards. This verse reminds us that we have to turn away from anything in our life that doesn't bring glory to God. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We are encouraged to endure the race that is set before us. It's interesting to note that the Greek word that was used for this verse is agony. Does that sound familiar? That is where the word agony was taken from. Let us run with endurance the agony that is set before us. Life will not be a bed of roses for Christians all the time. There will be trials. There will be temptations. There will be obstacles. There will be problems. There will be distractions. Sometimes you'll feel weary. Sometimes you'll feel sad and alone. And sometimes you just wake up and say, Lord, I just want to give up. I can't take it anymore. There are times when people will discourage you, when you will feel helpless because you cannot do anything about someone who's sick, times when you will feel discouraged and depressed. The moment you give your life to Jesus, you become a part of this race, whether you like it or not. And we remain under this challenge. We take the challenge and we stay where God puts us in faith, believing that He will not abandon us and all we have to do to endure the race is to anchor our faith on something. And it's not your education. It's not the money you have in your bank. It's not the experiences you've had in your life. You anchor your faith on the founder and the perfecter of it, and that is Jesus. Those who run competitive races know the importance. It's critical that you keep focused on the end goal. Where you put your eyes on is critical. We set our eyes on the goal, and the goal is Jesus. He is our reward. He's the reason we have faith, and we are called to endure our faith. The moment you accept Christ, you are called into the race, and you are asked to run the race, and we are reminded to hold on and never, never give up. Why? Because we fail so very often as Christians. But remember, you're not a failure until you give up. You're not a failure until you give up. If you cannot move the mountain, climb over the mountain. You were brought here for a reason. God has a purpose for your life. And He loves you regardless of, in spite of, even if. He loves you unconditionally. And there is nothing in heaven or on earth that can separate the love of God for you in Christ. We are called to stay in the race. You know, there will be times 
when you will feel sorry for people. There will be times when you will, you will even feel sorry for your own self. Times when you will lose hope beyond any cure. Red and Gia's family, they were hoping against hope that her lupus will be cured. But God had other plans, but they kept their faith. They did not blame God. In fact, her mom was joyful because she knows that her daughter is not suffering anymore. And most of the texts would say, we'll see her in heaven. That is the faith that we have as Christians, that death and life here is just transient. We will all have an eternal destiny. We can share life together and experience and enjoy God together. There will be times when you feel like life is just a meaningless routine of waking up every morning and going to work and going back home and laying flat on your bed tired. Times when you feel like, God, there's really nothing to look forward to. I'm just an ordinary person. Times when even if you try so hard, your past catches up on you and it robs you of the joy of the present. Times when you ask yourself, what is the purpose of this all? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, I'll tell you the purpose. The purpose is to run the race. The purpose is to stay in the race. And the purpose is to finish the race. Remember, the winner is not the one who runs the fastest. The winner is not the one who knows everything. The winner is not the one who is equipped with all the nice, expensive rubber shoes and gears. The winner is the one who finishes the race. The Christian race is not a first to finish race. The Christian race is a must to finish race. God has set an agony for you and for me. We all have our different racetracks. And I don't know what God has put right in front of you. I don't know the mountains and the challenges you are facing right now. And when God has set the race before us, He's saying it's not going to be an easy walk. There will be challenges. There will be things that God will ask you to give up. And you keep holding on to them. Lord, really, you want me to give this up? There will be times when God will say, forgive that person. I can't. If you only knew what he has done to me. God knows. There will be times when God will ask you to love someone who you despise. Just by seeing that face, you just like run blood all over your body. But God will say, love that person. There will be times when God will ask you to do something that seems impossible, that seems unreasonable, but you have to have faith. Because when God asks you, you have to hear, you have to obey, and you have to stay faithful to that calling. Life is not going to be easy. And the question at the end of the day is this. Are we going to remain faithful?
my encouragement comes from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. You can come up to God and say, Lord, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. There will be many times when you will be distracted from your faith. There will be many times when you feel like it's okay. God understands. I'm not going to church. There are far more important things to do. I'm not going to read the Bible today because I have to start early for work today. There will be many times when the enemy will distract you from the life that you're living in faith. And the challenge for each and every one of us today is how to keep that faith. And the answer lies not in my hands. It's not in God's hands. It's in your hands. We are all given as believers the saving faith. The Bible says it is by grace through faith that we are saved. But faith is a gift from the Holy Spirit. We have to exercise it for it to grow. And it happens when God brings us challenges in our lives. And when you're going through that, I challenge you, never give up. Stay in the race, fight the good fight, and keep the faith. Lord, thank you for the gift of faith that you've given us. And we repent, Lord, that so many times we've set aside that faith and relied on our own strength, on what we know, the things that we are good at. They're nothing compared to what you give us, Lord. Lord, thank you that we can come together as a church, believing in what you have done on the cross, that saving grace, Lord, we pray that you would strengthen our faith in the midst of the challenges that we are going through in our lives. Thank you that you are faithful, even if we are not. Thank you for your unconditional love. Lord, we pray that you would bless each and every one represented in this church, Lord, in this room, families, relatives, friends. Lord, may we be a light that shines your love to them, that our lives may be living examples of faith that will encourage people. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of faith. Thank you for your love. And thank you for the rest that you are giving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If there's anyone here who needs some prayers, something that you just like just stand with you in prayer we'll stay here after the service and feel free to come and approach us we'll be more than glad to pray for you have a great weekend everyone i hope to see you next week for our inside out series enjoy your weekend with your families god bless you you just heard a message from every nation canberra for more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.